It is a gift to gather with you to share in worship on this first day of the week, remembering now and always we are an Easter people, beginning this week with worship. Welcome to each of you, especially those who may be visiting. A very happy Mother's Day to the moms who are with us. We pray this is a blessed day for us all. And I remind you as well that we find to our left or right the registration pads that help us know of you sharing in worship at First Church this morning. As we gather, we can see that the first-hand puppet ministry is before us. We are also welcoming uh, and anticipating with great joy uh, singing of our children's choirs. And as we gather for worship as well, uh, we see before us some artwork on our bulletin cover that remind us that this fourth Sunday after Easter each year is, is designated as, as Shepherd Sunday, uh, meaning that scripture that is before us as we worship together speaks to us of of the good shepherd, of God's love for us, is that of a shepherd for his sheep. So I look forward to sharing that word with you. Uh, also, we noticed that as we received our bulletins this morning, we received some information uh, about a very exciting ministry of which we are a part for the first time this year. This back-to-school ministry has been active in this community for some time, but First Church will be involved with this ministry at a deep level this year. We see that between now and early August, there are many opportunities by which to support and participate in this ministry. We see that we're joined with many other churches in this community as well. So do be attentive to this information and do keep this ministry before you in prayer as we again deepen our commitment in this vital ministry to benefit needy children in this community and beyond. A reminder that as we gather uh, next week following the 11 o'clock worship, we will share in our church picnic that will take place in the Uptown Ministry Center. Following this time of worship, ham and chicken will be provided. You're invited to bring side dishes, desserts. If you could have them in the Ministry Center before the 11 o'clock service, that would be of great help. And we do see that next Saturday, third Saturday of the month, the ministries of the Food Bank and Clothes Closet take place in the Uptown Ministry Center about 8.30 on Saturday morning. Volunteers always are welcome to share in that ministry. I invite us to prepare to worship God together.
Good morning, everyone. Absolutely. What a great day to be in the house of the Lord. We are going to do our choral intro today with our children in celebration of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus and Savior. We are doing the song together, He is Lord. It is out of the hymnal. It's, it's hymnal number 177, but it will also be shown up on our PowerPoint. So we would like for you all to rise with us. The children were, and Matt Hoover, our director of youth ministries, we will introduce this song with, for, with just us in the beginning. But then we would like for you to join with us in singing it two more times and, pra and praise to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So let's stand together. Our call to worship is before us. I invite us to stand as we share in that call. And Jesus said, come. To the motherless and the childless, he said, come. 
Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We will sing, excuse me, we will have our puppets, and you may be seated, and then we will sing.
Uh, thank you, I think. So, um, uh, Jill, I don't know if I've just been insulted or flattered or a combination of the both, but you worked hard, and thank you, thank you for your witness. I'll invite us to stand as we sing, and I think it's a good time to do that. So.
be seated. I invite us to go to God as we pray with our opening prayer as it is before us. Let us pray. Loving Shepherd, you know our names, you care for us. When we face darkness and death, walk beside us. When we hunger for your love, fill us with your presence. When we are fearful, feed us at your table. May we dwell in the house of goodness and mercy all the days of our lives. Amen. We welcome Beth Chapman as she leads the Jubilate and Cantabile choirs.
So, some of you may have noticed we had some visitors with the chancel choir women. Some of the mothers were brave enough <laughs> to stand up here and sing with them, and the other mothers sat and listened and cried, so job well done. Um, I don't want today to pass. This is the last opportunity for this choral year that the children together will lead in worship. Our cantabile will be here next Sunday with the chancel choir preparing for the Smith River Singers concert, but I wanted to recognize each one of these children and their families for getting them here every week, and even when they couldn't, letting me know or letting Sherry and Elizabeth know that they couldn't be here. They came every week, they worked hard, they had some fun, I hope. Um, I certainly have been blessed by working with them this choral year. So in recognition of that, everyone who participated is receiving a medal that states their choir name and the year. And I'm gonna name them by name, but you all stay in place, don't move. We have Alan Crum on the end, you can go ahead. Jack Showman, Lucas Vasquez, I probably pronounced your name wrong, I apologize. Gates DeVault, Natalia, I don't know, Natalia, what is your last name, sweetheart? Natalia Sharp. Addison Wilson. Cedar Wade. Addison Soper. Harris Vaughn. Caden Spencer, Will Showman, and he's very proud of me for getting his name right. I call him Jack every week. <laughs> and Gavin Wilson, that is our Jubilate group. <laughs> Gavin, you can go ahead. Our next group is Cantabile. Um, very special group of kids. Um, I've enjoyed working with them this year. First in our line is Miss Lila Corcoran, Lily Kate Sapp, and this is a very rare occurrence, sisters standing together, Kendall Sapp. Keegan Jones, Hudson Bell, Will Vaughn, Dylan Spencer, Elizabeth Maxwell, Carson Jones, Levi. Levi, oh my, Hankins. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to call him Levi Garrett for some reason, not really sure why. Golden, Golden, what's your last name? Good. I just, I just know them by the first name. Golden Good and Simone Humphreys. 
Now, there's one more special group I want to recognize. There are children up here. Five of them are here today. Two of them are not with us um, for just today. But they are graduating from the music ministry. They're going into middle school. Um, <laughs> but all five of them, plus Brady Wells and Taylor Cobb, have been in the music ministry the entire time that it was offered to them, from kindergarten through fifth grade. So they are graduating to the middle school, which I am pleased to say we will have a middle school choir in the fall. Yes. <laughs> so as I call your name, they're getting a trophy. I was telling one of their mothers that um, it's a trophy that they'll keep on a shelf, they'll graduate from high school, it will go in a box, and then they get to make the decision what to do with it at that time. But for right now, for right now, they're getting a trophy. And it says their name, with gratitude, FUMC Children's Music Ministry. So, Hudson Bell. Elizabeth Maxwell. Lily Kate Sapp. Dylan Spencer. And Mr. Will Vaughn. So thank you all very much. And I'll see you tomorrow afternoon. Just saying, you're not off the hook yet. Oh, oh, one more thing I forgot. None of this is possible without our choir moms, or without you parents, but our choir moms are here every week, and they are feeding snacks, and they're disciplinarians, and they're running interference, and they're wiping noses, um, they're wiping mouths, they're keeping, making sure that the children have what they need when they need it. So this is a thank you from us, from Ms. Sherry Bell. and Miss Elizabeth DeVault. So thank you for your indulgence. And Beth, thank you. Jill, thank you. Uh, it's been a blessed time of worship, a blessed gift of music, and uh, we're more fortunate than we realize to have your leadership here at First Church. So I hope we are grateful and appreciative in one more round of applause. <laughs> Dylan Spencer is going to be reading our scripture this morning. Uh, first, I will offer a prayer for illumination. Let us pray. Lord, you bless us with your word each day. You satisfy us as your word is delivered. We hunger for your word. We thank you for the gift of the word as it is proclaimed before us as we worship you as this community of faith. In Jesus' name, amen. For thus says the Lord God, Behold I, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when some of his sheep have been scattered abroad, so, I will, so will I seek out my sheep, and I will rescue them 
from all places where they have been scattered on the day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own lands. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the fountains and all inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture and upon the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in the good grazing land and on fat pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, I will bring back the strayed, I will bind up the crippled, I will strengthen in the weak, in the fat and the strong I will watch over, I will feed them in justice. The word of our Lord. We stand as we sing.
seated. That scripture leads us, that song leads us into our scripture. The Divine Shepherd, a Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you. Well, I'm guessing that when we noticed the 23rd Psalm was scripture for this service, we were pleased. Perhaps we even smiled to see the scripture that Dylan just shared before us. I say this because it's fair to ask, is there any scripture more beloved than this? There may be a verse or two, perhaps John 3.16, or maybe Luke's account of the birth of Jesus, Regardless, the 23rd Psalm finds its place on a very short list of favorite scriptures. It may be one of few scriptures we know by heart. It may be scripture we prefer in the King James English. Again, we, we see this scripture before us this morning. My guess is we respond that this scripture is before us with gratitude. We cannot envision our faith separate from this scripture I understand the affection we hold for the 23rd Psalm. I also understand this. I find some risk in preaching from this scripture. And I know for the preacher to say such, such a thing in regard to this scripture may sound strange. So I'll try to explain. You see, this scripture has been beloved for so long we may believe all meaning in the Scripture to have been uncovered. We love what the Scripture says to us, but we may believe it really has nothing new to say. And finally, the setting for the Scripture this morning may be different from the setting in which we often hear the words of the 23rd Psalm. We know the occasion for hearing these words is often that of a funeral, Remembering this, we may feel a tinge of something bittersweet as we hear these words. Regardless, we know these words proclaimed in that setting because we want to be comforted at that time. And we may believe there to be no word more comforting than these. Comfort, comfort my people. In June of 1985, in Hampton, I was ordained a deacon in the United Methodist Church. The ordination process in the church has since changed, but at that time, when I and others were ordained deacons, each of us received from the conference a new Bible with which to begin our respective ministries. It even has my name embossed there. Well, as we knelt around something like a communion rail to be ordained by the Bishop Robert Blackburn, I opened the Bible to the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40. Comfort, 
Comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Now I confess I'm not so sure why from all Scripture this text from Isaiah is the text I chose. But I do believe the reason I did so relates to the love we have for this scripture, speaking of Jesus as our shepherd, that is to say, the prophetic word of comfort and the image of the Lord as our shepherd, gather the yearning everyone here holds to find some comfort. We want to know we belong to someone that there is someone who knows our name, that there is someone who is on our side. The prophet Isaiah, his writing before me as I am ordained, speaks of the shepherd who comforts. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. I wanted these ancient words fresh before me. Each of us wants these words opened before us. The Lord is my shepherd. Comfort, comfort my people. So allow me to ask, when is the last time you've known this kind of comfort? Now, even within the church, we may find this comfort at times elusive. We find ourselves giving energy to administration and budgets and property, and yes, there's need to tend to all of that. But never at the expense of turning from this God who not only challenges us, but the God who comforts us in the most tender of ways, a shepherd attending to our needs, making us lie down in green pastures, leading us beside still waters, restoring our souls. A shepherd leading us in right paths, dispelling all fear by being with us, comforting us with rod and staff. A shepherd preparing a table before us, anointing us to overflowing, surrounding us with goodness and mercy all our days until we dwell in his house forever. Now we're talking about something called the imminence of God. Imminence, yes, is a nice 50-cent word used in seminaries across the land. Imminence is a word speaking of the closeness of God, his immediate presence, Imminence is a fine word. But we know that the word imminence, as far as we know, is not found in the Bible. Instead, when the Bible wishes to speak of the closeness of God, it finds other words with which to do so. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. It was I who taught my people to walk. I took them up in my arms. I led them with cords of compassion, with the bands of love, and I bent down to them and fed them. Behold, 
The dwelling place of God is with his people. He will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The Lord is my shepherd, for thou art with me. Comfort, comfort my people. When's the last time we've known comfort such as that? I wonder at times if we have to visit our childhood to remember this feeling of being held and comforted, the feeling of fear disappearing and darkness fading and someone holding us so as to make everything right. I remember when our two girls were younger than they are now, and I was certainly younger than I am now. And would read to them at bedtime or when they were frightened. One of the books we read is a book titled Love You Forever. And though we may consider this a children's book, it is a book carrying this message of comfort and unconditional love in a poignant way. A mother held her baby and very slowly rocked him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while she held him, she sang, I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always, as long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be. The baby grew. He grew and he grew and he grew. He grew until he was two years old. And he ran all around the house. He pulled all the books off the shelves. He pulled all the food out of the refrigerator. And he took his mother's watch and flushed it down the toilet. Sometimes his mother would say, this kid is driving me crazy. But at nighttime, when that two-year-old was quiet, she opened the door to his room, crawled across the floor, looked up over the side of his bed, and if he was really asleep, she picked him up and rocked him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. While she rocked him, she sang, I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always, as long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be. The little boy grew. He grew and he grew and he grew. He grew until he was nine years old, and he never wanted to come in for dinner. He never wanted to take a bath. And when Grandma visited, he always said bad words. Sometimes his mother wanted to sell him to the zoo. But at nighttime, when he was asleep, the mother quietly opened the door to his room, crawled across the floor and looked up over the side of the bed. If he was really asleep, she picked up that nine-year-old boy and rocked him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while she rocked him, she sang, I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always, as long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. The boy grew, he grew and he grew and he grew, he grew until he was a teenager. He had strange friends and he wore strange clothes and he listened to strange music and sometimes the mother felt like she was in a zoo. 
but at nighttime, when that teenager was asleep, the mother opened the door to his room, crawled across the floor, and looked up over the side of the bed. If he was really asleep, she picked up that great big boy and rocked him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. While she rocked him, she sang, I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always, as long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. That teenager grew, he grew and he grew and he grew, he grew until he was a grown-up man. He left home and got a house across town. But sometimes, on dark nights, the mother got into her car and drove across town. And if all the lights in her son's house were out, she opened his bedroom window, crawled across the floor, and looked up over the side of his bed. If that great big man was really asleep, she picked him up and rocked him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while she rocked him, she sang, I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always, as long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. Well, that mother, she got older. She got older and older and older. One day she called up her son and said, you'd better come see me because I'm very old and sick. So her son came to see her. When he came in the door, she tried to sing the song. She sang, I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always. But she couldn't finish because she was too old and sick. The son went to his mother. He picked her up and rocked her back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And he sang this song, I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always, as long as I'm living, my mommy, you'll be. When the son came home that night, he stood for a long time at the top of his stairs. Then he went into the room where his very new baby daughter was sleeping. He picked her up in his arms and very slowly rocked her back and forth back and forth, back and forth. And while he rocked her, he sang, I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always, as long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be. Comfort, comfort my people. The Lord is my shepherd, for thou art with me. We understand why it is that several years ago, students at Yale University rushed over to a nearby auditorium to hear a guest speaker who had been invited to the campus. Every seat was taken, standing room only, for those who came to hear this speaker. In this highly competitive academic environment where class rankings, GPA, are measures by which to live, Students took time from demanding schedules, left computers and library and study groups to go hear whom? Mr. Rogers. 
because perhaps it had been too long since these students had heard someone comfort them, I love you just the way you are. How long has it been since we've known such comfort? Well, then today is time to rejoice, for the Lord's gift to us this day is his comfort. He knows us by name. The Lord is our shepherd. He is with us always to make us lie down in green pastures, lead us beside still waters to restore our souls, to love us forever. I invite us to stand. We affirm our faith with words of scripture from 1 Timothy that are before us. It's number 889 in our hymnals. You heard it once already. There is one God, and there is one mediator, Christ Jesus, who came as a ransom for all to whom we testify. This saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners and was manifested in the flesh, vindicated in the spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed in throughout the world, taken up with the Lord. Great and As we stand, let us welcome one another as we pass the peace of Christ.
as our offering is being received, I offer these words of prayer. Lord, we thank you for your gift of comfort that you are to us as a shepherd, your love unceasing, your presence abiding each and every day, for the gifts you entrust to us and the opportunity to serve you through the offering of these gifts. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.
please be seated. And I want to thank Julia Shoemate, Julia, for offering your gift of violin in this time of worship. It's always good to be with you. Thank you. We share in a responsive time of prayer, especially uh, appropriate to this Mother's Day. I will offer some words of prayer that will then lead us into the responsive time of prayer, and then I will offer some words uh, closing this responsive time of prayer that will lead us into our Lord's Prayer. But again, as we approach those responses, I will invite you to offer them. As you find those responses in bold print, we go to God as we pray. Lord, on this day set aside to honor and remember mothers, we give you thanks for our mothers. We are grateful that you chose to give us life through them and that they received the gift of life from your hands and gave it to us. Thank you for the sacrifices they made in carrying us and giving us birth. We thank you for the women who raised us, who were our mothers in childhood, whether birth mom, adopted mom, older sister, aunt, grandmother, stepmother, or someone else. We thank you for these women who held us and fed us, who cared for us and kissed away our pain. We pray that our lives may reflect the love they showed us and that they would be pleased to be called our moms. We share responsibly. We pray for older moms whose children are grown. We pray for new moms experiencing changes they could not predict. We pray for pregnant women who will soon be moms. We pray for moms who face the demands of single parenthood. We pray for moms who enjoy financial abundance. We pray for moms who are raising their children in poverty. We pray for stepmoms. We pray for moms who are separated from their children. We pray for moms in marriages that are in crisis. We pray for moms who have lost children. We pray for moms who gave up their children for adoption. We pray for adoptive mothers. We pray for all women who have assumed the mother's role in a child's life. We pray for those people present who are grieving the loss of their mother in the past year. Lord, we thank you for the gift of motherhood. We thank you for the many examples of faithful mothers in Scripture like Sarah, Hannah, Elizabeth. Hear now our prayers as we are mindful this day of all these women, and especially Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had the courage and faith to say yes to your calling. May all gathered here today emulate these examples of faith, and may they model for all the rest of us what it means to be your disciple. Bless us on this special day in the name of Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We stand as we sing.
We go as a light into this community and beyond, letting our light shine for the sake of the one who has brought us to this place, and letting our light shine in the knowledge that we do not go by ourselves, and we fear no evil, for thou art with us. In the name of the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen.